Hey, I'm Kat Chaos. And I'm Liz Gomez, also known as Hazy. And you're listening to Scary, Scary Encounters, Encounters with Hazy Chaos. Chaos, a podcast where we talk to some of our favorite bands and artists as they share scary encounters they've experienced and live to tell. This episode of Scary Encounters is brought to you by Art Sideshow, the horror museum and gallery where Halloween is all year round. If you want a good scare, be sure to check it out. Located in Montclair, California. Bronson's Shop of Horror, one-of-a-kind 3D blacklight reflective shadow boxes and more. Shop at bronsonsshopofhorror.com. Little Hellcat, the mixed media artist from California, specializing in pop art culture. Vicious, handmade jewelry for weirdos, loners, rebels, and freaks. All shop links are located in the bio of every episode. Adam Bones. And this is Meg Bones. And you're listening to Scary Encounters with Hazy Chaos. No mother to tell her not to hitchhike, so to show she had nothing to Cat Chaos. And I'm Hazy. This is season five of Scary Encounters with, with Hazy, Hazy Chaos. And today we are here with Adam and Meg Bones. Welcome, you guys. Hey. hey thanks for having us. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Happy this to is be exciting. Here. <laughs> Last time we saw you was at your going away show. Yeah. Yeah, big show. We're still here. We haven't gone away. (laughs) Or are we ghosts? Are we just ghosts right now? This is a spooky (laughs) encounter right now, right? (laughs) But you guys are going away. You guys are moving, right? Yeah. Where are we going? We're moving to Orlando, Florida. Oh, my. Beautiful Orlando. Are you excited? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of nervous? Um, Oh, yeah. There's lots of feelings. It's all mixed feelings and whatnot. It's going to be a sad day. Uh, yeah. The day we drive away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we finally accept it, it's happening. Oh yeah. my gosh. But that show was amazing. Yeah. Thank you. It was like bittersweet. You know, yeah. it was just such a yeah. fucking awesome show with so many talented people on stage. Oh. And, so um, many. Yeah. It was. Who, who chose those bands? Obviously you guys. Adam right? did. I mean, Adam knows everybody, but <laughs> they're, you know, they're all friends. I think Adam well, played in every single show. Every <laughs> performance. I played it, uh, almost every band. Yeah. yeah. It was that, fun. That was so uh, cool. Yeah. We just wanted to have all of our friends play and be a part of a big celebration of our, fr- you know, our, our friends and music, which is, which are both such a big part of our lives here in LA. We wanted to celebrate I that. To- I totally forgot. For those living under a rock, mm-hmm. please tell the people <laughs> who you are, what bands you play with, and sure. what you do. <laughs> please. Uh, I'm Adam Bones. Uh, I play in the Two Tens and Friendly Bear, and um, I play the guitar. <laughs> I sing <laughs> yeah. uh, and the bass guitar, and that's uh, yeah. What else do I do? I don't know. I, I think you play I kick in, it. You play in Go Betty Go too. Oh, I yeah. have played in Go Betty Go. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm doing that while Betty recovers and does what she needs to do. Um, and that experience was great because really as, as you guys, as everyone here knows, 
everybody in GoBetiGo and the whole team and everybody around them are such wonderful people and so much fun and such talent, such talented people. So it was just really a pleasure to, to be able to spend time with them and hang out and laugh and play music and kick ass every night. Mm -hmm. It was, it's really cool. It's really cool. You guys had so much chemistry on stage. Well, they obviously have a whole thing and I just enjoyed watching them as we were playing. Like I was, I would just turn over, turn, turn over here and be like, watch Aixa playing the drums and just being like, Oh my God. And then be like, wait, wait, don't forget your parts. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, and, and Michelle just bopping away and everything. And of course, Nicolette dancing around and doing her thing. And it's just been, it's just, it was just fun. I was a fan as I was on stage playing the songs and everything. And it was, it was just a really great experience. And I had a lot of fun. That's so awesome. What a privilege, right? They've been in the band for what, 22 years or something crazy? like that yeah jeez it's crazy but i was so happy to hear that you were the one yeah that was gonna thank you and we got a lot of good feedback from the girls too they're like oh Oh, we love adam (laughs) you know they were just super stoked to have you guys and like hang out it also it it was a chance also for for both of us to kind of get to know them better uh personally and everything and and we're kind of even closer friends now we're you know we're friends before and all that but now we kind of know about their home and their chickens and their <laughs> dogs and their cats and everything and it's uh it's just it's just a pleasure you know what i think we were supposed to hang out with you on uh july 4th oh oh ping i think pong. we ended up leaving oh. a little early oh. Oh, you guys hear about ping pong <laughs> oh wow did we hear, did we hear? <laughs> oh wow did we hear? wow we were, is very competitive so competitive. I hear. dude we were there so is cat I'm very competitive. Oh, too. yeah. And until I fucking knew Aixa was, I thought I was pretty good. But I suck, dude. Shit, so did I. I was I like, suck. is it too late to cancel my bet? I was all sweating and I'm all like stressing and she's just all chilling, like, whatever. Well, How about I, those spikes, though? Dude, yeah. I was like, come on. Come on. You're playing like a, like a butt. Like a pro. <laughs> well, I like to go on record um, saying that I beat her twice. Uh, <gasps> first time we met. Um, and, and then, uh, she's going to hate me. (laughs) And then, uh, the next time I came over, she had a lot of time to practice, you know, and like warm up and gear up. And then she beat me. Wow. Dude, I was like, but she realized, you know, she had a, she had uh, some competitions. And it sucked because she was like, you think I'm good? Like, wait till Adam gets here. Everybody was saying (laughs) that. We're "We're all waiting, waiting, waiting. You You guys go hard, apparently. Man, we can't wait to see. You guys need to have one last hurrah. (laughs) One last ping pong tournament. Hey, you know what, Kat? I'm sorry to put you on blast. Oh, God, don't. (laughs) Don't impress me. No, it's because. friends. (laughs) (laughs) So you. So you were playing Ixa, right? Uh-huh. Um, and, and she was like, hey, you, maybe you should practice a little more. <laughs> she, she straight up. <laughs> she said that to you? She straight up gave us a ping pong table to practice on. She gave us a ping pong table. Because she was well, buying a new one. <laughs> how generous. How right. generous or how like, kind of like, you know. <laughs> maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> but you know what? I took it. We went and picked it up. and um, A little tap I'm, on the I'm shoulder. Still not, Aww, I'm okay. still not good enough. I'm not. I'll never play again with her. Or you, Adam. I'll um, I'll I'll let you stay in the game, but then I'll beat you in the end. I'll be the ball girl. Oh, the ball girl. Oh, that'd yes. be great. You Everybody chase, needs one. Right. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, can chase <laughs> you can chase them as they go down the uh, driveway. Well, I'll, I'll take you both down on Mortal Kombat. Oh, God. DC. Yes, you would. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> Adam doesn't know how to work a video game. <laughs> oh. I used to. <laughs> and then I stopped. Oh Mario Kart all day. You see, so this podcast, if you haven't noticed, we go way off this way. Yeah. And then we got to ring it back. You got to ring it back We in. reel it back, but well, then it goes kinda, back. It's a scary encounter to play against them. I don't know. I'd be fucking frightened. <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. I don't, I don't want none. I want to <laughs> witness it in person, though. I do want to see that, though. So if we can set that up. All right. We'll, we'll see. We'll, try, we'll make a day. All right. We'll Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> New Year's <laughs> Eve. <laughs> New Year's Eve. On New Year's. Hong Kong competition. Right. 2022. How are we starting the new year? 23. Well, it's not 2023. Oh, right. Yeah, tomorrow's not 2023. Well, when this airs, it'll be 2023. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. then. Oh, no, oh yeah, that's right. Did we date yeah. ourselves? Yeah. Are people going to be like, wow. Wow. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> 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 Meg, let's yeah. talk about badassery over here. Yeah. You, tell us what you do. I know what you do. I think we deserve one of these I think real we quick. do, too. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, she skates like a bad bitch. Okay. <laughs> she does. Tell us. Tell oh, us. you want me to tell you? Yes. <laughs> tell us what you do. Details, please. I do. I, uh, I got into roller skating before everybody else. Uh, yeah, you did. You did. Everybody started in 2020, 2021. I think I started in 2018. Nice. Oh, way yeah. before. What, I mean ages before everyone yeah. else but it's a different world the people who started in 2020 are a lot better than me now usually so i probably shouldn't say that i've been skating since 2018 um <laughs> but it's because i'm careful yeah. i think i don't take a lot of risks i do everything when i feel ready for it so, well that's good yeah well because also you're a drummer i am so yeah. you can't be hurt you gotta, you know. Yeah, I'd rather not. I mean, there have been times when I skated before a show that our that our guitarist and lead singer was excited about, and he's like, "Do not get hurt See? before this show." I saw that big ass bruise on your butt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, you saw her butt? I did see her butt. I'm so jealous. I probably posted a photo. Abed, <laughs> show us. It's gone now. I'm I sure. Got, I got pictures on my it? phone. Yeah. I'll show you later. You see? I have a whole folder. It's called Bruise News. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Do you really? I didn't even know. That. That's a yeah. good name for a band. Like, bruise what? News. What's You're up right. with Bruise News? You know. That's yeah. actually yeah. All right, listeners, uh, we're going to post that whole album (laughs) on our Instagram feed. (laughs) It was a gnarly bruise, though. And I was following because you were like, oh, it's getting better. Oh, it's still there. (laughs) Oh, it's a little better. And I'm all watching. I'm like, "Mm, yeah. what are we looking at again? (laughs) Yeah. Is is that the state of Oregon? What? (laughs) It was crazy. In other words, she was not looking at the bruise. I was not looking at I was looking at the butt. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Liz. It's all Don't right. embarrass me from your friends. I like I like looking at her butt too. Right? Okay, we're good then. <laughs> no, but you're really High cool. You're really cool. You're good at that, Thank dude. You. The way you drop in the bowls and stuff, I'm like, I can. I would drop. I would <laughs> drop dead. Like, and I am afraid of heights, so it's it's really a, it's a struggle psychologically. It's a struggle for me. Hey, well, congrats to you. That's conquering your fears, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I think I learned how to be scared and do things anyway. Um, and that applies to drumming too. I have stage fright, really bad stage fright. And I'm just like, all right, I'm going to feel this way and I'm not going to let it stop me from doing it. But I, I had to kind of embrace the feeling at a certain point because I was fighting it a lot. I was like, I'm not, I, I'm not going to be good at this until I'm not afraid anymore. And I would fight it and then I'd be so frustrated and I'd be backstage like 
jumping around doing jumping jacks like I hate this feeling <laughs> oh shit <laughs> trying to get rid of the anxiety yes yeah. that like uh fight or flight mm-hmm. that you get you know stage, when your adrenaline stage. builds up yeah stage fright is no joke yeah it's awful but I haven't like puked on stage or <laughs> pooped my pants or Ooh. anything so. <laughs> or have you <laughs> no, no I mean no not yet it's well, definitely felt like I well that makes one of us I was gonna, <laughs> oh, I was no. gonna say the same oh, no. thing Oh my God, Saber meant to be. I was just going to say the same thing. I've shit my pants on stage. You <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I, I knew she would, so she had a diaper. You oh, see? Okay. It's fine. You I, gotta. Know. I got you, baby. That's why my booty looked extra thick. Oh, wait, no. I'm just kidding. No, but um, that's amazing. Yes, the sh- going, see, we're taking it way back now. The uh-huh. show was amazing. Damn. A lot of awesome bands. We ran into fucking Justin from The Interrupters and... um. Yeah. Jesse. Justin Jesse. Jesse, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, he held open the door. I'm like, wait a minute. I know this guy. You look very familiar. And he was yeah. just so sweet. Remember I was Justin? Like, Liz, do oh, they're nice. Fangirl right now. <laughs> <laughs> Keep walking. Just say thank you. Just say thank you. Walk, walk away. away. Yeah. <laughs> they played with uh, uh, Sid and the Twins. Yes. They're the twins, of course. Yes. And they're really good. And um, so talented and so kind and so sweet. Uh, they were actually really helpful on the night of just helping move stuff around and they brought uh, the drums everybody played the same kit and it was like a professional drummer's drum oh, kit wow. yeah. that, dr- that drum kit played in 30 countries uh, around the world Imagine. no that's a big deal bringing the drum kit <laughs> huge yeah. deal yeah he, he he um jesse was like can we use my drum set it's really good and i'll set it up and all that stuff and it was so just nice. very sweet and really nice but um <laughs> Very, they're very humble, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's cool because they've accomplished so much, still are accomplishing yeah. so much. It's incredible. Yeah. But it couldn't happen to nicer people. So yeah. it's a good thing. super easy to talk to. Yeah. yeah. Hi. Nice to meet you. Okay. Have a good show. Yeah. You know, it was really cool. It was yeah. cool that they said hi back because, you know, when you meet people and they're like, mm, whatever, mm, you know. It makes you like their music more, too, yeah. right? When you meet, like, you're the people, you like their music to begin with, and then you meet them and they're. Yeah like super cool and nice yes you love the music that much more yes so i don't know why people are dickheads musicians <laughs> you know it's like it. it's like just be nice what's the problem you know i mean you know people have bad days and all that kind of stuff but they do. if you can you know just be friendly or just be kind or whatever i hear that, like the biggest hard. no-no is like try to meet your your idols while they're eating you know that that might be the only exception like when they're with the family or something like that yeah Yeah. you know like maybe just step back a little bit oh for sure until they're done you said that happened to you no i mean you know we're in la you see celebrities i was sitting across a table from adam sandler once and i was just like oh my god it's adam sandler eating chocolate cake oh this is incredible oh wow (laughs) and uh i wasn't about he was talking with some guy and you know i'm not about to go up to be like hey (laughs) <laughs> I really love your movies, man. <laughs> He's like, yeah, great. All right. yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. I wasn't about to do that, but yeah, that actually happened to Michelle and cursed. Our friend cursed is a really, really fucking dope artist. Probably one of, probably our favorite artists. Honestly, he's yeah, really cool. No, he's definitely my, and he is a big fan of Michelle. Cause he plays bass too. Mm. Who isn't a fan of Michelle? Like mm-hmm. she's, the best. I mean, she's like 
we'll get into that later. <laughs> but anyway, Chris said that he um, was at a Mexican restaurant and he ran into Michelle. Mm-hmm. And Michelle was there with her coworkers or something. And he approached her, which is a big deal. Yeah, and he's like, oh, totally. aren't you Michelle from Cobra to Go? And she's like, yeah, hi. And she was like totally celebrity, celebrity status, you know. And yeah. <laughs> he was super excited. Michelle's sweet. Like, yeah. even if she yeah. is eating, like, I feel like she'll still be oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She big smile. Have. Don't interrupt me when I'm eating. What the fuck? She told me the story when we were in in the van. She she's like just kind of like celebrity status. <laughs> uh, she's they did when they did the last uh, warp tour reunion. Did, they did the warp tour reunion up in um, in the bay, and they did a signing. And there was a big like line, um, and her son was there, and um, he was like, whoa all these people like are your fan like this is incredible <laughs> he like it really it really like was apparent at that by seeing that all these people who are such big fans of the band so from then on he was like they would go to like restaurants and they'd have to wait and then he'd be like do, <laughs> do you not know who my mom is like what <laughs> my mom is really famous yeah. why can't we just go sit like what's right. the deal here what's oh going my on God. She, told me, she told us that story i, <laughs> I mean he's not wrong big laugh no it's I true i love xavier right yeah. he's a cool kid he's really cool he's very cool yeah and he plays guitar now Does i don't know he, he i he sent me his tiktok and he's like shredding and i'm like what, what the heck what is going on i was hoping he'd become something like yeah a musician. he's better guitar player than i am Damn. no seriously he he's like shredding and stuff i'm just like what is going on when oh did this happen God. i don't know well like anyway with the mom like michelle yeah i know how talent runs in the family a lot of pressure <laughs> i don't know do we know how old he is now um preteen something oh my god Dang. he's not even a teenager i maybe i don't know That's let me text so michelle mean. Yeah. No. <laughs> hey, call her right Let's now. Call her. Hey, hey we got a call on line one. Uh, Michelle, uh, okay, you're on the air. I wonder if she would answer. You think she'd answer? <laughs> Should we just try it real quick? Uh, we could no, cut this out. No. I'm going to do it. No. You want to call her? I want to call her. Call her. Let's do what if it. she's like super busy? Then cause... she won't answer. But if she's not, then we'll leave it in. <laughs> I like how you're like, but she, maybe she's eating and we should not bother her while she's eating. <laughs> Can you guys tell I'm scarred? <laughs> oh, no. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, oh, it works. <laughs> She's probably looking at her phone like, like what what's happening? Why is she calling? Why isn't she texting? Texting, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hello, Michelle. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Can you hear Hi. us? Yeah, we're in the middle of an interview. With Adam and Meg. Hi. Hi. Hi, guys. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. We've been talking about you for 20 minutes straight. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you're not eating, right? <laughs> I have good stuff. Um, of course, good bit. stuff. But we're talking about your son right now and how badass he is. And then I said, how old is Aww. he? And we couldn't remember. So how old is he? He's 12, going to be 13 in May. Ooh. Preteen. Ooh. Wow. May what? Yeah. May what? May 3rd. Oh. Taurus. Okay. You know what that means. <laughs> I, I don't know what it means. Oh, no are, you, are you guys all in the same room? Yeah. We're literally, you, we're recording this. You're like on the episode right now. Oh, hi guys. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. You weren't busy. Huh? No, I just got off of work. I've just been home because I've been sick. Oh, so. that's right. Oh. Yeah, boo. But boo. I am getting better and it's just a cold, so oh, good. that's always good. Yeah. yeah. 
Good. I was like, if she doesn't answer this, then I'm blocking her. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God I answered. I know. You answered on the last ring. She's all sick, and you're like, if she doesn't answer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, but we want to say hi and give um, your son some love and give you love, and we love you. And Uh, Feel better. Feel better. Feel better. Yeah. Thank you. It's, uh, I'm so happy that you guys called. This is like the best phone call ever. Oh. <laughs> we have a celebrity well, have, on the phone, have, you guys. I'm just have a good rest. Of, <laughs> have a good rest of your interview. All Are right. you guys telling scary stories? We're we're not there yet. We're, we're getting to it. We're getting sure. there. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, okay. we do the nonsense first, and then we like all the all the fun stuff, and then we get into the scary stuff. Got it. Yeah. Hey, but uh, <laughs> we're gonna go out soon and take some shots. Ooh. Yeah, sounds good. When, right. Wait, like tonight or later? <laughs> <laughs> when you feel better. I can't tonight. <laughs> when you feel better. Okay, tomorrow oh, got morning. It. Cool. All right. Sounds All right. good. I can't wait. Well, have a good night. All right. You too. Bye, guys. Bye, Michelle. Bye. Bye. I think we harmonized. Don't we? That Bye. was nice, huh? <laughs> that was cute. That was fun. That was cute. Was that the first time you ever called somebody on the show? Um, called out to somebody? Maybe the second. Second, second? okay. We, we okay. called Jackie Mendez. Remember okay, that? third. Who did we call oh. before? Oh. Who did we, we, call, we called Sayasha. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Our night? psychic friend. What did we oh, call her for? Oh, that's fun. Some that answers? Yeah, we're like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> right? Oh, my goodness. That was that was fun. I'm glad she answered. Yeah, me too. Yes. What were we talking like, about? I don't even... Oh, Xavier is 12 yeah. years old. <laughs> we found... <laughs> We found out. <laughs> Edit all of this. No, this no. is gold. I'm so jealous of these kids. Uh, my friend John just sent me a video of his infant playing a little wooden drum kit. Infant? Yeah. He's like six months old. And he was just bopping around on it. And he's like already favoring his left hand. And he's holding the stick properly. Wow. I'm just, I'm not okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm freaked out a little bit. Okay with it, but totally. Not okay with it, but I'm totally jealous, okay with right? it. I'm just jealous. No, that's you, really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, just because, I mean, I'm going to relate to that. Um, I was about 11 when I started playing guitar. And my mom had this like old Yamaha acoustic so the neck was super thick, mm. right? Oh, man. And um, my mom used to play guitar, so she would teach my brother, and then he got started, then he taught me. And I remember playing on that thing, like trying to learn my chords. And one of the first songs I learned on there was um, Fade to Black from Metallica. Oh. That's an easy one. <laughs> so easy. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like ABCs. <laughs> no, so... Um, Man, it took me months, but I was just like practicing it on it, you know, and then they finally got me my own uh, electric guitar, which is a Squire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember playing on it. and It was just like so much thinner. I was like, oh, my God, I'm fucking shredding. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden. <laughs> I was yeah. Like, Whoa. Yeah. Dude. yeah if no, you can yeah. play that, that's definitely a, a better way to like learn guitar is play on an acoustic guitar first. Mm-hmm. And then move over to because it's a lot easier on electric. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Because we have little hands. If we can, like, we do. I'm you looking at his, and his are, like, three times bigger They're than fun. ours. <laughs> you know, it's funny. My, uh, one of my brother's friends actually told him, like, oh, I can't play this. He's like, dude, have you seen my little sister's yeah. hands? <laughs> if she can play, you can play. Like, oh, okay. It's pretty <laughs> tough. No, but that is, like, a it's like a hack. Learn on acoustic first. I remember when I first started playing, I, I'm self-taught. Mm-hmm. And Same. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And um, I was like anti like lessons. I'm like, no, I want to teach myself. I was a little shit, you know. And <laughs> and I used I had um my cousin 
who is a professional offer me lessons and I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, oh, I'll teach myself, you know, stupid. Mm-hmm. I should have <laughs> taken them, but whatever. And he was like, okay, that's fine. But please learn on an acoustic first. And then mm-hmm. once you learn, you'll be like, once you get your electric, you'll be good. And I did take that advice and it did great work. And it was great. Yeah. 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 It was great. Shout out to Ernie Senna. What's amazing. up, Ernie? Yes. Oh, Ernie. Yes. He was amazing. He is amazing. He's yeah. He is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And his son, dude, they get down. They do. Every family reunion. <laughs> Great musician. <It's> beautiful. <laughs> family reunion. <laughs> yeah. Well, all of them seem to all play together and jam. Yeah. It's yeah. really cute. Ernie, Ernie Jr. and then uh Taylor. 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 I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> do you guys have I forgive you. musicians <laughs> in your family? Um yeah, we our our siblings are all, okay. are both um, my musicians. Mom too. My oh, mom, yeah, yeah. She was a touring vocalist. Ooh, uh, she got vocal nodes though, and had the surgery, oh. and it messed with her range. So she and also she had I think she had us around the same time. She had my brother, so she's got a garage full of vinyl though. Oh wow, <laughs> nice. Where is she at? She's in Florida, Melbourne. Oh. Yeah, nice. but she's from Michigan originally, and um. I, th- I think that she got vinyl pressed at the point when cassettes were getting popular. Uh, so everybody at her shows would be like, yeah, okay, but do you have cassettes? And she didn't have them. Aww. So they wouldn't, yeah, they wouldn't buy the vinyl. That sucks. Or somebody would buy a cassette and then they'd say, oh, great. I'm going to make a copy for all my friends. And like right in front of her face. <laughs> oh, man. Burning shit like burning CDs. Burning CDs like, yeah, yeah, it was not okay, right? Could you, could you do vinyl onto cassettes? Is that a thing? Uh yeah yeah maybe yeah. that's what they were doing. Uh, I have a really funny quick story. Okay, that, that was told by us by Karen, my Karen. Okay, yeah. So apparently, okay, really quick story. She told us about this one time. Oh yeah, how she was at a show or something, whatever, and she ended up meeting one of the system of the down, um, system of a down, uh, members, and she's like, oh wait, can you sign my CD? <laughs> and <laughs> so oh, no. it was a burn CD. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, wait. Did you burn this? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he fucking signed it. And she's like, I swear to God, guys, that's when they made Steal This Album after. Oh. <laughs> she's like, funny. it was inspired by me. I promise it was yeah. my fault. <laughs> I love I have, that. I have a friend who has a similar story. Um, uh, this is a long time ago, but I have a friend who's a drummer and he subbed uh, for a, a tour, just for one tour with a band. And uh, he had a burned copy of their album and the bass player came to his house and was just like, just to, to jam because he was, you know, playing along with the CD. And he's like, well, do you have the CD so we can just like both play along to it? And my friend's like, yeah. And he takes out the burnt CD <laughs> and he's just like, oh, you don't actually have the album? And he's like, oh. this is what I got. I don't know. My mom gave it to me. <laughs> right, exactly. So they were just <laughs> to the bird CD. Oh, <laughs> it was pretty man. funny. Anyway. CDs. I, I miss those kind of, you know? Do you guys not? I don't uh, know. There was just something about, I still have my whole book of CDs. Yeah. And I you, have, yeah, I kept all my CDs. We, when we moved in together, I put all my CDs in a in a bunch of boxes and it's in storage right now. Yeah. And I need to go through all that before we move because I'm probably going to not keep all of them. Yeah, yeah. But I would like to keep probably a 
majority of them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. There's we'll see. We'll go about through. Purchasing a CD. I don't know. Like, there's several bands that I discovered just by the album art because mm-hmm. it was before you can listen first, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, I like that artwork. I'm buying it. Yeah. And there's still some of my favorite bands to this day, you know. And it's I well, vinyl's know, back. Cool. Everybody's buying. Vinyl you got a record back. player. I, we you don't. Got, you gotta get That's a record the player. One thing we don't have. You gotta get one. We do. Yeah. So, are we are we ready? I think we're ready. We're oh ready boy. to get into the the questions. The the, the questions. The are you questions. Ready? Are you ready? It doesn't matter who goes first. <clears throat> okay. But the first question is: If you were on death row or on your deathbed, what would you choose as your last meal? I'll go first. Mine's Ladies not, first. Mine's not exciting because I'm just gonna say what it really would be. Which is <laughs> Well, hopefully <laughs> we're taking notes. I'm not going for the clever answer. Um, I love sushi. Every birthday, every special occasion, if we can go get sushi, I, I want like all the fancy rolls that have all the sauce and all the crumbles. <laughs> okay. Details. Yeah. Um, I like a dragon roll. Although since we started, since we started dating, he doesn't eat shellfish. So I don't get anything that has shrimp on it or um, real crab. But it's, crab. you know, deathbed. So oh, eat some shrimp. Anything you what do want. I care? Oh, I he doesn't care. Uh, you're, I you're, forgot. You're dying. I forgot he's probably not there. Adam, you're the best. <laughs> <laughs> have some shrimp. Yeah, have some shrimp. Eat it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get a dragon roll and I'm going to get a rainbow roll. I'll probably order like 12 rolls, but I'm not going to list all of them. And then for dessert, uh, sticky rice, mango and sticky rice. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, I never really ate sushi before I met Megan. And when she says all these names of rolls, I don't know what's in them. Yeah. I have no idea what she's talking about. Uh, But it sounds, it sounds delicious. It sounds pretty. You never get the dragon roll because it has, it has shrimp. Okay. And it has eel. Oh. Okay. Yeah. It might might not have shrimp, it has eel. The rainbow roll is uh, like several different kinds of fish, which is why it's a multicolored one. Okay. But it's like there's shrimp on one and maybe there's salmon on one and maybe there's yellowtail on one. Okay. Tuna on one. And there's avocado involved in some way. So what are you washing all of this down with? Is it sake? Yeah. Sake? sake. Is it hot sake? Hot hot sake, Mm -hmm. not cold sake. Mm -hmm. I'm a cold sake girl. I'm a whatever mm. kind I of sake girl. I don't hate cold sake. <laughs> sake it to her. Sake it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's a bomb. It's good. So just sake? Yeah. And uh, well, it's water for some, you know, stay hydrated. <laughs> stay hydrated stay before hydrated. they give you the lethal injection. <laughs> I don't want a headache the next day, you know? <laughs> next day? Um, next honey, day in heaven? Honey, honey. <laughs> I think heaven's got you covered. I don't right? think she understood the question. No, don't they give you your last meal and then the next morning is the execution? I've never been executed before. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, neither have we apparently. Wait a minute, is that real? Is that true? Is that a thing? I don't know. I thought it was. <gasps> We've been asking this fucking oh question for God. seasons. Well, Although that would be, Google that'd be, it. That would be kind of cruel, wouldn't it? To make them wait to sleep, try yeah. to sleep. I would think so. Yeah. I thought it was the same day, but <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm gonna take it back. So you know, I was just like telling my friend about. Oh um, yeah, I remember this <laughs> about what we're doing with the podcast and you know people's last meals. He's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna fucking drink Taz glass of coffee and smoke a bunch of cigarettes so that way they get a mess. 
Oh, oh gross. <laughs> I was thinking like wow. a full stomach might not be wise, but I mean it's not my problem. It's <laughs> not it's not your problem anymore. He's like, fuck that. If I'm wrongfully accused, I'm gonna fucking make them clean oh, it up. Oh, I probably did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect for this podcast. A bunch of sushi, You're some amazing. coffee, and some cigarettes, right? <laughs> Oof. That's funny. Maybe you would want to smoke some cigarettes. If you'd never smoked, if you'd like stayed healthy, maybe you'd want to try it. I mean, I mean, I guess. I still, I don't know. I'm going to want some masala fries. <laughs> <laughs> what a Like a 12-pack of Truly. Oh, dang. <laughs> what Look a at a shot of vodka. Yeah, can you be drunk for it? That'd be great. Yeah, why not, right? Yeah. Wait, what did uh, John Wayne Gacy, uh -oh. the, the clown? Oof, yeah. Killer clown. He got fried chicken and like. Yum. Yeah, no, no alcohol at all. He was kind of lame. Yeah, he I, was he was lame. He was though. not a fun time. I he can't remember, though, even um, though he was a clown. <laughs> a They're supposed to be fun. That's a long time. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you guys stared at me. We were all just contemplating <laughs> the depth of that comment. That was pretty deep. You know the the troubled clown. <laughs> you all just stared at me. I'm like, wait, wait. am I not talking about the same guy? <laughs> Can be nervous. <laughs> I'm hot too, but I can't take off my sweater. <laughs> Why not? Oh, you have nothing under? No, no. Oh. I, just, I just don't want to put it over my head. Oh, oh we can, can pause. I'll just you talk amongst yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll talk about my answer. How about that? Yeah, yeah, okay. 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 Let's yeah. move on to. Thank you very much for your answer, Mae. Very welcome. That was great. Well now, now take off your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Here, let me, hold on. My answer is uh, first, I would get Chicago deep dish pizza because that's I'm from Chicago. Oh, yeah, okay. Originally, I'm from didn't Chicago. Didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, from Dewey's Pizzeria in downtown Chicago. Oh, deep dish pizza. What's on your pizza? What's oh, good follow up question. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I'm thinking uh, mushroom and green pepper. Okay. I like the veggies. Okay. Yeah. Mushroom like that so um that's gonna be the appetizer oh and then, <laughs> yeah, i guess right. that was just the first thing that came to my mind hey, it's your last meal yeah, yeah exactly right um and then uh a filet mignon Ooh. from the place that makes the best filet mignon <laughs> i don't really know but uh just like a nice piece of nice soft melts in your mouth how do you like it cooked i like it uh, medium was Did that gonna, were you gonna ask that? That was my question. I was like, hey, <laughs> no, no raising hands, man. We just gotta fucking go for go it. Go for it. Medium. Medium. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A little bit of pink in the middle. Okay. And then um, my grandmother's uh, stuffed um, cabbage. What's that? Yeah. It's, um, I guess it's a Mediterranean dish. It's a uh, cabbage that's stuffed with rice and ground beef and like dill and like a tomato sauce and all this stuff um and then baked and uh i have a question are you oh. gonna you're gonna make soft to cook i'm you? about to die yeah Safta's yeah. gotta cook <laughs> yeah she's gonna cook him too she's, like, she's gonna yeah. she's gonna probably want me to yeah, be yeah, nice yeah. and you're fat right, you're she's right, you're right. her you know um yeah she shows but love by feeding there you yeah, go totally. cooking she's yeah as so, grandmas do yeah Same here. exactly right? so i want to i want that to be the the that would be the last thing i eat damn yeah i want wow. that flavor and what are you washing it all down with i i you know <laughs> i actually was thinking about this briefly and i couldn't think of anything but um just a quality red wine would be nice 
like a good, a, a, a well, so Snoop wine. Snoop wine. <laughs> like you're drinking Only right now. Snoop wine. The best. <laughs> Nineteen crimes. And he has Snoop to wine. It. Shout to out to Snoop. It yeah, he's got to. Yeah, he's got to be like. Sorry, brother. And Sorry, then he's got to give me the And then the he has the crip walk out of the, That's out right. of the room. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but um, my brother worked at a, a liquor store and he got uh, for a present because I, you know, I was always curious as to what a good quality like wine, red wine would taste mm-hmm. like. So he's like, I got you. So for a present for like a birthday present or, or our anniversary or something, he got us uh, um, an expensive bottle of wine and it, you could tell that there it tasted better. So really, yeah. Yeah, there's not as much uh, sugar or no sugar oh, really yeah. added, so it just I tastes it, more. It's, it's the tannins. Bitter. The tannins. The tannins. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't give you a headache like oh know, yeah, like bad wine can. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, I'll take two. Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> okay. So something something along those lines, you know. Nice. An and, expensive bottle. And did right? you do the crime? Um, probably not. Probably not. Knowing me, sweet. yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. That, yeah. Uh, yes, Liz. I have a question. <laughs> <have a> question. <laughs> yes, she raised her hand. Have you had a, a deep dish pizza out here? Yes, I have had deep dish pizzas here that are are very good. But um, there's definitely some places that make a good quality deep dish pizza out here. Yeah, yeah, but not like home. It's different. It's a different atmosphere. Although they they uh, opened a Gino's East is a place in um, is a deep dish spot in Chicago, and they opened one in Sherman Oaks. So oh. you'd go there and you'd see like Chicago sports jerseys on the wall and like t shirts and posters of all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. like Michael Jordan and all that stuff, and okay. uh, you're just kind of like, oh, this is a little. This is kind of like home. So it's kind of like nice in that kind of a way. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, Masa makes a good one in Echo Park, and there's some other spots I can't think of off the top of it. Chicago Pie, or not, um, anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway. <laughs> no, well, you <laughs> know what's really matter. cool? Actually, what's really cool is that you bring up Michael Jordan. Yeah. I believe his dad was murdered. Yeah, he was. Right? Yeah. Mm. So, um, I, I can't remember where I listened to that recently, but there was a whole story behind that, too. Yeah, conspiracies around that, um, if it was yeah. like gambling related or you know mob or something oh, wow. like that i don't I didn't I don't know, know that yeah yeah there's a whole thing there's a lot of i, I mean yeah, i i we'll don't know. know i'm not sure. an expert just yeah. because i was born in chicago but <laughs> was a bulls fan but you know <laughs> you're an expert when it comes to chicago pizza though i guess <laughs> in this room i am i guess yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah how sad i didn't know that yeah yeah Is there like a and then he's stu- yeah the, yeah and then that's when he uh michael jordan um quit or retired from basketball the first time and played baseball because his dad always wanted him to play baseball. I mean, he was supportive in basketball and all that, of course, but it was, of course, like I know them. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, he, he quit basketball that first time went to play baseball and then he came back and won three more championships, baby. Oh yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. I got to say it. Kobe or Michael. Are you asking me? Whoever wants to answer me. Michael. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I grew up in the 90s, so it, 90s, it, was, gonna, it was all about Michael. Okay. No. I'm going to get a lot of hate. I know. Liz. Sorry. Just be real. I mean, it is what it is. Okay, I'm from cool. there. Who, am I, who else was I going to say? Come okay. on. Well, there's Come there, on. There's just so much. Come on. I was, a bull, I was a Bulls fan. Michael is the guy that inspired Kobe. If, mm-hmm. there, if it wasn't for Michael, it wouldn't be Kobe. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, I don't know. It's just. Answer my question. I, nah. <laughs> 
You can say Kobe. I'm not going to get mad. <laughs> no, it just is kind of rough. Okay, Kobe. Okay. <laughs> we lose like all our fan, all our listeners. No, just I, kidding. I mean, our, <laughs> hey. who knew that like, you know, all you guys, all the, your, your listeners were basketball fans. <laughs> no, Ghosts but and you, basketball you are fans. a, right? Exactly. No, you well, are a Kobe fan. Well, though. like Kobe, I'll never forget the day that he fucking. Me neither. That was crazy. That, news. that was sad. Not only did my brother teach me how to play guitar, but he taught me how to play basketball. Yeah. So, Thank you okay. But much. Kobe, that's, that's, that's Kobe. what I grew up with. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, makes sense. All right. Here yeah. we go. Question number two. If you can bring any celebrity back from the dead for a day, who would you choose and how would you spend your day? Meg, go first. <laughs> Ladies first. <laughs> I am. Um, let's see. Okay. So my first impulse is to say <laughs> Paul Newman, but I don't have anything to talk to him about. I just want to smooch him a little bit. Oh, <laughs> but baby, but baby. But that's not, so wait, let's not go with that one. Um, <laughs> We're not mm-hmm. editing that That's out. Not a, no, no, you okay. shouldn't. Okay. That's, That's a okay. good reason. Um, no, I really want to meet Karen Carpenter uh, and ask her all kinds of questions. Because, you know, she was a drummer and then she was discouraged from playing the drums. And mm. she only drummed on one album and then it was less and less and less and less and less and less live performance. She got to play the drums and she always said she was a drummer who could sing. So she thought of herself as a drummer, but there were not many female drummers in the 70s at all. And, you know, she doesn't get mentioned in drummer documentaries. She doesn't really come up in conversations about the great drummers. And I just hate that. I hate that people think of her differently than she would have wanted to be thought of or, you know, remembered differently. And I want to know how she learned why she was drawn to it, how it was to be, you know, in that environment and trying to do something you loved and being told, oh, this is just isn't something women do, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, and obviously she had a really rough go of it and she died really young. So I don't know. I just want to, I just want her perspective and it doesn't seem like it's available. So I'd have to bring her back from the dead to find out. Yeah. Isn't that sad? Yeah. Some of the main questions that people are asking is, how did Karen Carpenter lose weight? Yeah. Or what's her lowest weight? Yep. That was, she had an eating disorder disorder. and it pretty much killed her. I mean, at 32, I think. Oh my God. Yeah. And she was much more than that, obviously. Obviously. And I don't know how much the fame had to do with her, but if that's what other people were focused on her weight, how, how could she not be that's focused on her weight? Yeah. And she was so talented. She had like a, an insane range and um, she was while really, playing, right? Uh, yeah. She could sing while she was playing. That's intense. She was very naturally talented and not that she didn't put in work because I'm sure she did, but it just seemed to come so easily to her. And I don't know. I just that's hate, sad. I hate it. We were watching a, a drumming documentary on the plane a couple days ago and I won't say which one because I hated it. But it was just like, it was just like they couldn't conceive of a world where women were drummers. And we're talking like, I don't know, this documentary probably came out last year. Yeah. And they were just like, yeah, drummers are just a guy. They're, it's just all male pronouns. Uh, they didn't interview any female drummers at all. That's sad. And I was just like angry while I was watching it because I was like, you know, I don't see myself in this. I'm not inspired at all by this. I'm actively discouraged, actually, because not only are they all men, but they all started playing when they were four. Mm-hmm. And that's not available to me. Yeah. You know, I'm 37 and I just started playing in a band like four years ago. So it's like you want to see yourself and you want to see that it's possible to start something in the middle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
And um, I just wish we could see more of that. But Karen Carpenter obviously didn't. She was she was probably playing when she was a kid too. I wonder if yeah. there's. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, you're fine. I wonder if there's a, a documentary based on just female drummers. Because if not, we need to do it. I don't know if there is. Because let me tell I you, I haven't seen one personally. Dude, I mean, I'm not even joking. Since I was 13 years old, Aixa has been my favorite drummer. Mm -hmm. And then I met Ricky Sticks. And then she became, dude, Ricky and Aixa are, seriously, I'm not even being biased (laughs) because they're my friends and I fucking love them. It's like, it made it so much better. We were talking earlier about meeting your idols. I play guitar and bass, but it's like, dude, I still like appreciate that art Mm -hmm. of drumming. And when I meet drummers, I'm like, fuck yeah, you're the heartbeat dude. You're dope. You know, and it's like, being friends with them, it's just special. And, and they're really humble, sure. too. And they're really, you Extremely. Know. Well, my whole thing has always been that I, I want to be allowed to be kind of shitty at it. Like, I want to be allowed to be mediocre. Because I'm probably not going to be a virtuoso drummer at this stage in my life. Like, that's a reality. But how many shitty drummers have you seen? You flash, you're not shitty. Well, you I know. But you're a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But, you know, like... It's okay to be just okay. Yeah. You no, don't yeah. have to be. You're but, just having fun. But when you're a woman, you often have to be excellent to even get the space or get the time. Dude, that's You crazy. can't just have fun. Yeah. You have to like almost prove yourself. Dude, yeah. that's amazing that you just said that because it's true. You have to be amazing. You have to be all hot and skinny. You have to be this. You have to be that to be recognized in the industry. And that's that's so true. I've never thought about that before, but it's true. But sorry, but you don't suck. <laughs> and and you're hot. So <laughs> I love your answer. That was really, really, yeah, really, yeah. really good. Thank you yeah, for that. No, that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Shout out to all the female drummers out there. Yes. yes. Let's get the audience. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I know a little bit about the boop bops. <laughs> anyway. The boopity boop she does actually she was in she was in um what is it drumline is yeah, it, it called oh man yeah. yeah she's a little drummer girl that's, over here yeah. see mm-hmm. that's the stuff i wish i'd done because that gives you <laughs> technical skills mm-hmm. and it was a lot of fun i i can do some rolls that's amazing i have yeah. rolls <laughs> i have rolls <laughs> on my belly i love them rolls girl <laughs> I'm about to put them in the oven. (laughs) Adam, what's your answer? (laughs) My answer is uh, not going to be as cool as Megan's answer. It's it's called balance. It's okay. Yeah, that's that's very true. Mine's pretty obvious if you know me at all. Um, But I would bring back Joey Ramone. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. Yes. I mean, it's, yeah, pretty obvious. And we'd talk about music and we'd maybe jam and talk about Ramon's albums and who wrote what song and lyrics and just, I don't know, have some drinks and all that kind of stuff and just hang out as peers and pals, you know, talking about music and stuff. Yeah. Nice. And you are in a Ramon's tribute. Yep. Yep. Gabba Gabba Hayes. Yes. Yeah. And that was a part of the, uh, the going away show. Uh-huh. Part the Ramones were definitely, yeah. um, yeah, we had a whole jam of a mishmash of everybody playing, that, yeah. playing Ramone yeah. songs together. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Very cool. Yeah. That was, that was really that's a really, lot of fun. That's a really cool venue too. What was it? Zebulon. Zebulon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> when I heard, I was like, Oh fuck, they got the Zebulon. It's mm-hmm. such a rad venue. It it's a cool, cool spot. That stage is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Patio is cool. Yeah. Everything's they got cool. food, they got drinks. 
Yeah. It's a it's a good spot. Yeah. Hey, we shout saw out to Zebulon. Yes. <laughs> shout out to them. Yeah. They were really nice also. Um just sorry. Uh They're they were right. just <laughs> they were like everybody that worked there was really cool and really helpful and yeah. really um not like, oh, there's so many bands. This is so frustrating. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody was just really chill and really cool. cool and working with us and everything. And Some venues can suck. No, we yeah. love the environment. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we hope we can work there soon. Yeah. We also saw a homegirl that we worked Trey with. Cole's wife. Oh, was she there? Yeah, she was there. Jeez, I didn't see her. We ran into her in the restroom. and I That's was like, awesome. We did that, you know, the Spider-Man meme where they're pointing at each other. Oh, <laughs> you know? yeah. And I was like, hey. And she's all, hey. And I'm all, you don't remember me? She goes, yes, I do. We we did a Halloween show with you. I'm like, oh, my God, you do remember me. Shit. That's so cool. It was really, she's That's like. That's awesome. Shout out to her. She is seriously one of the sweetest <laughs> women I have ever met in the industry. That's and cool. She is so fucking sweet. And she gives the best hugs. Trey Cool's awesome too he's very sweet i've only met him once he was nice yeah i mean he was very chill. nice yeah that's awesome anyways thank you you're that welcome was, that was a good very good answer <laughs> see a- how we see how we stray off and then we come back <laughs> all right let's start with the scary shit now right yes all right. <laughs> <laughs> yay we love it <laughs> so what we're talking about today is you guys heard a clip in the beginning of this episode of Adam's new song. That's a solo. It's a solo thing, right? You're doing? Yes. So I am currently recording a solo album. More on that in the future. Um, But this is a song that I thought we could talk about that would make sense on this this, uh, podcast. Because when you guys approach me, you're like, hey, you got any, you know, ghost stories or anything? And I'm like, I am the worst person to ask about any of this stuff because I don't really particularly enjoy horror movies and I'm not a spooky kind of guy or whatever. And then it just dawned on me, I was like, oh wait, there's a song that I recorded um, that Megan wrote the lyrics for that is about um, uh, true crime. Uh-huh. And I figured that would be a good topic. And yes. um, But yeah, I am uh, recording an album and uh, this is one of the songs that will be on the album. It's called Bulletproof. And uh, let's see, uh, Aixa and Michelle from Go Betty Go play uh, the rhythm section um, for the song. And um, Davey Warsaw produced it from uh, Sharp Shock. And he's got a new band called Not, like N-O-T. They're, they sound like All, which sound which are the descendants with a different singer. <laughs> Ooh, anyway. Love that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was a really cool. I recorded two songs with him. Um it's about a year ago at this point and um yeah it's uh it's a cool song guys let's dissect <laughs> it so it's about sure. uh true crime right yes and, um, so oh wait wait can i can I back up a little, a little further yeah, yeah of so course. the origin of like like how this all happened right the song so when megan and i first started dating i would i knew she was she's good with words because um that's what she does her her job is words and her and she reads and all that stuff she's smart as can be (laughs) and um i was like i write me some lyrics you know just write me some lyrics like it's not that hard right yeah um (laughs) do my job for me (laughs) yeah if you go you know you got some ideas but i actually wanted you know some of that like silly ramonesy kind of b-movie kind of lyrical stuff and then she sent me the the lyrics that are in this song and i was like oh damn this is dark but very cool like very cool so i 
just wrote the song after she sent me those lyrics um i just wrote the song in like five minutes like oh, it just wow. poured out of me i'm like okay here's this riff oh here we this is how the course is gonna go i was like it all just kind of came together really easy easily for me because i was very inspired um when she sent over those lyrics we weren't even living together at the time so oh, wow yeah i think you asked me to write it and i was like no yeah i don't <laughs> write lyrics and then i was at the laundromat and i was like oh i'm writing lyrics <laughs> <laughs> it's happening they're just that's getting not written. the first time that has happened also <laughs> Wow. There's been other times where I'm like, what do you, what do you, what, you want to help write lyrics for this? She's like, well, no, I don't want to do that. And she's like, fine, here's a song. <laughs> and I'm like, awesome. These Number are great. <laughs> These are great lyrics. Tell yeah. us more, Meg. What, what, what oh, are these lyrics uh, about? Well, he originally asked for, he wanted a song about like a serial killer. And I don't, I don't understand the obsession with serial killers. I guess I do, but I think they're kind of boring because <laughs> what's more boring than a man who hates women? Like, what's more boring than that? And what's more boring than a man who is so weak and lazy that he preys on the least powerful of society who he knows will be forgotten and overlooked and he'll never get caught because the police don't care about those people? Like, that's boring. It's not interesting. They're not masterminds. They're not, like, super geniuses. They just know how to work the system. They um, prey on somebody weaker. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And because they can. And then they don't get caught because of bad policing. Yeah. How many times have they caught uh, somebody and then they realize that they had them in custody eight times before that? Oof. Like how many times, you know? I have oh. the biggest smile on my face. for the, <laughs> <laughs> But it's for the right reasons. It's not because we're talking about these bad things, but you are on point. Please continue. <laughs> no, but it's so true. Like even with stalkers, like how many of them yeah. Yeah. end up being murderers, but yeah. they get dismissed because they're yeah. stalking or you know, yeah. whatever. It's no big deal, but like it right. evolves. And I just, I read a book called The Five about the victims of Jack the Ripper. And it's like, this guy was killing women when they were asleep on the sidewalk. He was the biggest coward and he has the biggest legacy for doing what? For being, for hating women, for not being brave enough to even like kill women when they were looking him in the eye. It's like the, to me, it's just like as a society, we need to stop obsessing over these people. I mean, mostly men because they're not interesting. What is interesting is what put those women on that sidewalk that night. The societal reasons why they were out there sleeping in, the, in public, you know, and the societal reasons why people are in those vulnerable positions in the first place because nobody wants to be an easy target for somebody like that. And it's because of failures all along the way that they end up there. So that's what's interesting to me. So I'm, I'm really fascinated with this woman named Mary Vincent, who was assaulted in 1978 when she was hitchhiking. So I wrote the song about her because I think it's more interesting to focus on the victims than the perpetrators. Can you tell us a little more about her story? Yeah, yeah. Um, not to turn this into a true crime podcast because no, that's no, what, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> no, actually, it is. We we talk I mean, about true crime, um, paranormal, and everything. even it's scary encounters that can yeah. Yeah, vary. Yeah. Um, well, she was 15. And she was hitchhiking from California back to Las Vegas, where she lived. She had run away from home because her parents were going through a divorce. And uh, she ran away with, with a boy that she was dating and ended up in California and got separated from that guy that she was with. And so she had a grandfather who lived in California, so she stayed with him for a little while. 
And then she got really homesick and she wanted to go back home. And it was really common to hitchhike at the time. Um, she wasn't, she had made it to California just fine hitchhiking and she wanted to go back. So she was going to do the same thing. And she was standing with other people when she got picked up by a man, like a grandfather figure in a van. And he said that he didn't have room for anybody else, but there was plenty of room in his van. And the other people she was with were like, don't get in that van. He's saying he doesn't have room for the rest of us. That's, that's, that's a big red flag. But she was just desperate to get home because she was so homesick. And she was 15, let's keep in mind. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, an older man, a grandfather figure, who's, who's more comforting than that when you're, when you're trying to get home? And um, so she fell asleep when they were in the car. And when she woke up, she realized that the, the signs were pointing the wrong way. He was driving, he wasn't driving toward Nevada. He was driving a different direction. And so she started to get anxious and she told him that she wanted him to pull over. And she was like, you're going the wrong way. I don't trust you. What's going on? And he said, no, no, it's okay. Oh, I just got confused, you know. And he pulled over the car and she noticed that her shoe was untied. And she thought, if I've got to run, I got to tie my shoe. So she bent over to tie her shoe and he hit her in the back of the head with a sledgehammer and knocked her out. And uh, when she woke up, you know, he raped her multiple times. I think she said it was about six times all through the night. And when the sun started to come up, he brought her out of the car completely naked and she was holding on to him. And saying, just let me go. Uh, just please set me free. I won't tell anybody. And he said, you want to be set free? I'll set you free. And he took out a hatchet. And he cut off her arm with two hard strikes. She was holding on to his arm so hard that her hand kept holding on to his arm after it wasn't attached to her body anymore. She started falling backward because she wasn't hanging on anymore. And he cut off her other arm, too. And then he pushed her over a cliff. I think it was like many, many feet down this cliff. And this was, I think they were in Modesto, California when this oh, happened. Oh, wow. Um, I know exactly where that is. Actually, I can't remember exactly where it happened, but I know the story. That's on yeah. the way to Fresno. Modesto. Is it? Yes. I just, I know the story. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was big news for a long time, but I wasn't born until a few years later. But, um... So she was totally naked, missing both arms. I think one arm was off above the elbow and the other one was maybe below the elbow. And she was, and he drove away. He left her for dead. Um, and he, let's not talk about him anymore. She, <laughs> she was her very, survival story. yes, she was cold and tired and she wanted to go to sleep, but she could clearly hear a voice, her own, her own voice internally saying, saying, um, if you go to sleep, he's going to do this again. So you have to get up and you have to, you have to survive because if you don't, he's going to do this again. So she climbed up this rocky steep slope without any hands and got onto the road. And then she walked six miles before a car came along and it was a, a convertible with two men driving and they got freaked out when they saw her because she was so bloody missing both of her arms, you know, um, and they kept driving. But the people who did stop for her was a young couple who were on their honeymoon and they had gotten lost. So they weren't even meant to be in that place at that time, except that they were, you know, and they stopped and they put her in the back of their truck and wrapped her up in a blanket and hustled her to the hospital. 
and she survived and she's she's got prosthetics and um you know she she became a victim's advocate and an artist and dedicated her whole life to you know fixing what was done to her but she had to face her attacker in court. Her description of him was so good that when people saw the police sketch, they were like, oh, that's Lawrence. And they caught him a few days later. So she had to face him in court. Uh, she had to give her testimony. And he, he said that she was a sex worker. He called her a $2 whore and said that there was someone else in the van with them and that he hadn't been the one who'd, who'd done it. And, you know, he, he tried the same thing that they always try, which is to discredit you by saying you're a sex worker. Like, who's going to believe you after that? And who's going to care? I mean, it's, it's your fault, isn't it, at that point? Like, that's pretty much how our society operates. So she had to just sit there bravely and, like, a teenage girl. Fifteen. Yeah. And um, when they were leading him out of the court, he was convicted, but he was convicted for rape and attempted murder. Because he didn't succeed, he only got 14 years, which was the max sentence in California for, for that crime. He served eight. Oh, God. He got out for good behavior. Do we Is have any out? additional information as far as, like, when he was convicted or when he was um, supposed to be released? He was released in, 80s, in the 80s, I believe. Yeah. He was probably convicted in, like, the late 70s and then... He was released eight years later, and then uh, he moved back to Florida, where he was from. And in 97, he did murder a sex worker <gasps> in his home. And then when he went on trial for that, Mary volunteered to go to his trial. And, um, you know, just to help try to get him put away. And he, he got life in prison that time. And he died on death row in 2001 from cancer. Oh, wow. Yeah. I remember that story. I want to say I, I heard that story on I Survived. Yes. Yeah. She tells it herself, which is really yeah. great. I highly <gasps> recommend. She leaves out a lot of details about, like, yeah. you know, her home life and everything because they, they probably tell her to focus on the incident. Yeah, totally. But, um, but just, you know, you can, you can imagine. It might be hard to imagine hitchhiking in this day and age. We know you don't do that. But you can imagine being a teenager whose parents are going through a divorce and just wanting to get away. And yeah, and that is what put her in that situation. That's what put her in that place where a weak, cowardly man could victimize her, you know, but she, uh, she decided that he wasn't going to get away with it and she did her best. The system, unfortunately, didn't, didn't back her up very well. I mean, per usual, sorry to say, but yeah, the system's pretty fucked when it comes to stuff like that. I mean, 14 years for chopping off a teenager's arms. That's crazy. I'm looking up, I'm trying to look up the movie we recently watched about that young girl who hitchhiked and, and the, the, the guy. Oh, the, the, the girl in the container. Yeah. Uh, Have you guys heard about that? It was on Hulu. Yeah. I didn't watch, I didn't watch that. It was really really crazy. They left out a lot of things, Mm -hmm. but we recently watched it and that's what it reminded me of hitchhiking, you know, and he was a, um, ex-military guy and he no he wasn't he lied about oh, he that. lied about it yeah he lied about it and oh, got shoot. her in the car and you know um but the sad stuff. thing is she was just yeah. walking home from from mm-hmm. school her yeah, feet were hurting because she was wearing some boots yeah it was and all bad she was she was um contained don't, for a long time don't hitchhike don't hitchhike yeah. anyways i'm so happy that you went into detail about that story i didn't know about that story you've heard it liz i've heard about it but um i definitely learned a couple new things today 
Wow. And then, and, and I want to say in the intro of the song, something about trauma. She had some family trauma. Was it oh, the divorce? Yeah. Getting or? away from family trouble. Yeah. Trouble? Yeah. Yeah. And she had wanted to be a dancer, but she they used some muscle from her legs to reconstruct her arms. <gasps> so she t- couldn't dance. And Aww. that's when she became an artist. And she also creates her own prosthetic arms. Mm. So she like tinkers and creates specialized prosthetics for different wow. things. Yeah. And she's still alive today? Mm-hmm. I think she's <gasps> in her early 50s. Oh my goodness. Can you tell us a little more about the chorus? About the chorus. Yes, please. Yeah, and also <laughs> I like when the chorus. you when you write a song really quickly and then you give it to somebody else and you never look at it again, when you hear it, you're like, "Why did I write why did I write that?" <laughs> I don't like, think she you were expecting like I, me to write the song yeah, that night. And then it just yeah. and, and it just, just it was like, song. "Oh, it's a song. It's there." And uh, it's like, "Why is it called Bulletproof? There were no guns involved." Um, <laughs> I mean, when when you are writing a song, you know, even if it's about something very specific, you're writing a song. You yeah. just got to yeah. put I mean, words I mean, in there. The way and I, and it's got to sound good and yeah. fit well and all that, but but I'm sure there was yeah, other reason cre- why. License and if, yeah. If Mary ever it's, hears it, she'll be like, well, that's not, that doesn't sense. quite fit my story. Yeah, it's but art. It's, it's art. It's interpretive. Yeah, yeah. You wrote you wrote about her as if she was not a young girl. She's a ten foot tall, you know, yeah. bulletproof type so of Adam's woman. Normal size. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote about Adam. <laughs> well, you I, know? I think I was thinking about how you feel when you're a teenager. You don't, right. your parents tell you about the dangers of the, of the outside world and you can, you can understand that there's trouble out there, but you feel invincible. You feel 10 feet tall and bulletproof. Yes. And I get that so hard right now. <laughs> yes. Like, and that's what I felt when I heard it. Like a young teenager and that's how we feel. Like, yeah. I, my eyes are almost getting teary eyed right now. Oh Aww. my gosh. Cause I feel that like, I remember being a kid and being so feeling so invincible and be yeah. like i can i can get into a stranger's car and fucking make yeah. it home safely oh thank god i can and you did i'm still here fuck, yeah. thank god i mean yeah but looking, i there's something about um stolen innocence in that song and i don't i didn't, wasn't really thinking about the rape because i don't think of uh like i don't think of like sexuality as innocence or whether you whether you are or not active i don't think of that as innocence i think of it more as her idea that she could move through the world without being attacked you know her because until it happens to you you kind of feel like you can you can be untouchable you can be you know you're innocent in that way you feel like you're not going to become a victim Mm -hmm. and if somebody does victimize you you your innocence in that area is stolen because you'll never feel safe again you know he said to her when he was leaving the courtroom the first time he said if it's the last thing I'll do I do I'll finish the job oh Mm -hmm. wow and so she was afraid of him her whole life I remember that her whole life um and it it I mean no doubt it affected her marriage and her relationship with her kids and until she knew he was gone it she must have been terrified oh for sure and that is such a um you know that is such a removal of innocence that is such a a stealing of somebody's sense of peace and being able to just move through the world you know for years yeah Yeah. because yeah Yeah. because he's in prison yes we know he's locked up Mm -hmm. but like but then he got out and he was out for about 10 years i think exactly so like it's 
you lose your peace of mind. Yeah. How do you even... And then she mentions in the I Survived episode that she wanted to know what it was about him that made him do that and what his motivation was, and she'll never know because, you know, she never got to speak to him. How sad. So, yeah, I mean, there are some things that will never be resolved, I'm sure, for her, but... But that's what I what I was thinking of when I when I wrote Stolen Innocence because I I think when we're young our innocence is that we're safe. And maybe that's the reason why we're drawn to true crime because we we feel like we do need a little reminder that we're not that we could be in this position mm-hmm. at any mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. But uh, yeah, when you're a teenager, you don't think oh. about stuff like that. Oh, I'm feeling all kind of emotional. No, it's <laughs> this is counseling, huh? <laughs> no, but you know what hit me really hard, though, is like that she wanted to know her own predator. Mm-hmm. As far as like yeah. what, like why? Why why was he the way he was and why did he do the things that he did mm-hmm. and affected her life? Like, I'm curious, too. I can't believe there yeah. isn't any info on his I mean, upgrade. I have upbringing. a theory. I don't I don't know anything about his upbringing either, but he was divorced and estranged from his daughter when he picked her up. And I don't know. Maybe his daughter was about the same age mm. as Mary. Maybe. Maybe he was bitter. Uh, I mean, usually it's it's just a general, um, you know, just negativity toward women. It, yeah. It's generally blaming all women for. Yeah for the w- one woman who wronged you or whatever. Maybe it was something like that. I don't yeah. know. Maybe he had a head injury when he was a kid. <laughs> yeah. You know, like well, it's just or maybe he was like killing animals as a kid or yeah. something. Like something Aren't those, gross um, like that. There's one more. There's a... Wetting the bed. Yeah, that's Wetting the, the bed, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, head injuries, killing animals, and wetting beds. And I think this but. was a, um, a very different type of episode for us, I think. Huh? I oh. think it was really cool. cool, though. May I say one of my favorites? No, Ooh. really? And we're five seasons really? in, you guys. Wow, we feel so special. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> no, this was not only obviously fun because we vibe. I feel like we've never hung out, though, uh, mm. outside of shows. Sure. Now we know we sure. can. Yeah. we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As we've established. <laughs> no, but, like, it was just different, though, because usually we talk about encounters people have experienced. Mm-hmm. But you, like, kind of schooled us about someone who experienced that scary encounter and then you guys wrote about the song about the her encounter and it's just yeah. different i don't know i liked it also it is. this is a uh, an exclusive it's the it first is. time anybody's gonna be hearing the song oh, that's right. it's an unreleased song well we feel very special yeah extremely Shit. special and we yeah. want to thank you both for making time for us of course thank you I'm for so, having us we are so glad we caught you before you moved yeah that's yeah, too yeah for like, sure you know we love <laughs> interviewing over the phone we we appreciate everybody's time in different ways but in person is just a different vibe and we're gonna play it now and yeah we (laughs) want to thank you for being here and now we're gonna play it for the listeners and that's how we're gonna end the episode so thank you for listening and we will see you guys next week
And stumbled in front of the bright headlights Returning to the world As a different girl One who knew that wrongs are and always said right No, they never said We want to thank you for tuning into our recent episode of Scary Encounters Encounters with Hazy Hazy Chaos. Chaos. We hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to submit your scary encounter, please email us at hazy.chaos at yahoo.com for a chance to be featured on an episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please don't forget to rate, leave a review, and subscribe.